What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Martin Shoshich who's the co-founder of Wasp. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, hi, Matt. Uh, great, great. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. You got my cup of coffee by my side and talking to an awesome founder about their company. So I, I wouldn't have it any other way. For people that haven't heard <laughs> nice. of uh, for people that haven't heard of what you're working on, they haven't heard of Wasp. What is that? You know, what are you working on? Sure, sure. Uh, so basically Wasp is a programming programming language for building web apps with 10x less code. Uh, and what that actually means, uh, so that means, for example, if you are building a, uh, an app like Instacart or Airbnb, right now you need to know a dozen different technologies and how to make them work together. And basically Wasp solves this problem while still letting developers use their favorite tools like React, Node, and so on. So I guess, so I'll preface with, I am lightly technical, but like, I'm not like a full stack developer. Cool. So my knowledge is lacking slightly, but, but, but I do think that I'm curious about this question. How should a developer or CTO or kind of a, a technical person think about Wasp in relation to some of these other technologies? Um, I guess, where does it kind of fit like in this, in the stack for someone that doesn't even understand this that well, try to explain it to like a, <laughs> sure. to like a outside, outsider tech person. Sure, sure. No, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, I think there are multiple ways to look at it. Uh, one way would be, so for example, right now, I think no-code, low-code solutions are very popular, right? Uh, UI builders like Webflow, Wix, and so on. And on the other hand, you have, uh, I sometimes call them full-code solutions. So, you know, developer is doing everything on their own. Uh, usually, very often now, it's React and Node, and then combining them together using actually a dozen of technologies and so on, which is can be very hard. Uh, and we are kind of, we sometimes like to call ourselves low code for developers in the sense that they're still using, they're still coding, they're still using their editors uh, with whatever they are used to, their environment, but they get a lot of this, uh, a lot of stuff already done for them uh, in a very in a very simple way. So for example, in Wasp, they can say something like, hey, I want to have authentication with Google and bam, it's right there. They say, I want to connect front end, like uh, front end with the back, with server, uh, and that's already done. So basically a lot of this complex, but somewhat maybe re repetitive or boring things are already solved by Wasp and the rest is still coding. Yeah. Nice. I feel like that's the best, the best of both worlds. You get rid of the things that are repetitive and you get to still kind of lay down that's, that beautiful code. <laughs> that's exactly the idea. Yeah. So why did you decide to, to build this? I mean, obviously you're solving a, a pretty gnarly problem, but like, you know, what's the origin of the story here for Wasp? Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, so basically, I'm building Wasp with my twin brother, Matja. 
and we are both uh, masters in computer science and we have been doing a lot of bioinformatics, uh, algorithms, some machine learning. Uh, but while doing that, we were also always building web apps because you always need a web app for something. <laughs> uh, we were doing it for ourselves, for others, for, for uh, professionally also. Uh, and at some point, you know, it was, it, it, I, I just think we were kind of slightly frustrated that uh, building web app was also often for us harder than doing, you know, uh, allegedly hard stuff like machine learning and, uh, and the algorithms. <laughs> so we thought, okay, yeah, this is not right. Uh, how can we fix this? Uh, and what we figured out was, you know, there's a lot of complexity coming just from, from, from this, let's say repetitive stuff. Uh, that usually is called, that's called often accidental complexity, right? And that was it. I mean, it's already, it's already solved today uh, by web frameworks like Ruby on Rails, uh, Meteor and similar, uh, but they're kind of falling behind, uh, behind the whole ecosystem. Uh, and we thought, okay, you know, the solution from the ground up would be actually to build a language, not to make another framework, but to build a language. And that's, the, that's how it started. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and I guess once you kind of realized that that was the direction you wanted to go and like not a framework, let's do a language. What was sure. like the, was the first thing that you did was you just started coding or what was actually like literally like <laughs> the first step, the second step that you made when you decided you were going to do this? Because I think a lot of people want to start sure. things, but they, it's actually not clear just very practically what you do first or second. What did you do first when you decided you wanted to do this? Oh, uh, that's, uh, I like the question. That's a very good question. Uh, so this was not our first startup. So we already had a startup before a couple of years ago where we actually started coding immediately. <laughs> and that was, I mean, that, that was super fun and great, but we completely missed the business side. Uh, later we pivoted, learned a lot about the business, talking with users and so on. So this time we actually used that upfront. <laughs> so in, in this case, we didn't start. I mean, uh, one good thing about Wasp is that we are users of our own products, products so which already means it makes some sense. It's not completely made up. Uh, on the other hand, what we also did before starting coding is we talked with you know our friend developers, uh, actually also hit the interviews with some developers we don't know and so on. So talk to people, try to figure out if that's something people need. Uh, we did, so basically I would say market research, uh, talking with users, stuff like that. Uh, maybe spent a month on that, something like that. And then they started, then they actually started coding a very simple prototype of Wasp while still working, uh, full-time employed. Uh, and then after half a year, I think, or something like that we kind of finalized the, the full-time uh, gig and uh, focused more uh, more on Wasp because we, we, we realized it's, you know, the prototype was picking some traction. So we said, okay, let's, let's, let's focus more on that. Yeah, 100%. Um, I feel like a lot of times, um, you know, I, I feel like it's, people don't think when they start something they're like, oh, you know, I'm just going to jump all the way in and like take a giant leap and then start. And I don't think people realize it's like other like there, there, there's that millions of ways, maybe not millions, but there's many ways to go sure. about this in a way that actually leads to a good outcome. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah. that that makes a lot of I mean, I, I think you can also jump in immediately. That's that's also good. It's just I think if you jump in full full ahead, you can burn out relatively quickly if, if your expectations are not met. Well, if yep. you are going somewhat slower, then you can kind of you can still adapt to. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, what, uh, my entrepreneurship journey started with me jumping in 
you know, into the deep end, quitting my job on two credit cards. And (laughs) I wouldn't suggest anyone do that, but I will say it has in in many ways worked out. Um, In many ways, it hasn't. In many ways, it has. Um, So, you know, it just depends on your risk tolerance. Um, So for you, if you you were to kind of like look out into the future for Wasp, um, you know, 5, 10, 15 years, what what, what do you see is the big vision here and what direction are you rowing in, um, you know, with Wasp? Sure. I mean, uh, I think our vision is the same from the moment we started, and that's just making it really simple to, to I mean, really simple, as simple as possible to build web apps today, today uh, which means whoever is building a web app, which is not something extremely unusual, uh, will start with Wasp, uh, get a lot done very quickly, and then basically enjoy the benefits long time, which means kind of, uh, I would say what WordPress is today doing for uh, for simple, and static web pages, you know, was would capture for the more complex stuff. Uh, so, so that's the big vision. Yeah. And in order to bring it to life and make it happen, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a company, startup, project, you know, work <laughs> yeah. and scale. So, my question for you is: How can the forward-thinking founders listeners help? Are you hiring? Are you raising money? Are you looking for users? You know, customers? You know, how, how can we assist? Ah, uh, sure, uh, everything basically. <laughs> right? No, I mean, for us, we are. Uh, we have been in this five combinator batch. Uh, we just finished the batch about a month ago, and we are now in the middle of fundraising. Uh, fundraised some some already initial amount, and now looking to close the round. Uh, we hope in the next uh, so and so, and I think after that we will probably be raising raising uh, sorry hiring and so on. Uh, I think what so since founders are listening to this podcast, I'm assuming if any of them is interested in you know taking a look at Fosp, uh, maybe recommending it to their developers for some kind of side project or just taking a look at it, that would be awesome. Also, if anybody has uh, some ideas how Wasp could be useful in the future, future, we can always talk about possible pilot or, or, or use case. So, yeah. Wonderful. And then if someone wanted to learn more, um, you know, get in touch, check you out online, you know, what, do you have a website, social media, email yeah. address? How can someone learn more about Wasp? Sure, sure. I mean, uh, Wasp is open source, open source, so you can find it on GitHub under Wasp minus L A N G Lang, uh, and we also have a web page Wasp minus Lang Dev, so that's the best place to start. And then one last question: I don't always ask this, but I, I am curious. Where sure. uh, do you mind sharing how you got to Wasp? Um, it's a fun name. I actually really like the name. How do you? Uh, <laughs> how do? How do you? How do you get to that name? Um, you know. Sure. Wasp. Uh, it's actually uh, it's actually coming from web app specifications. So, because our idea was okay, we want to capture we we see Wasp as a specification language. It's not so much you no know, JavaScript is implementation. Wasp is much simpler, so it's a specification similar to like Google Doc, the way you would describe a web app there. And then you have web app specification language. It is Wasp, which is Wasp. Very nice, very nice. Plus, plus, plus it's a plus it's an animal, and any language that's also an animal is cooler. So, yep, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, I'm totally with you. I appreciate you sharing that, and I appreciate you coming onto the podcast and sharing what you're working on here with Wasp. You know, best of luck building this out, and you know, best for coming. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Awesome, awesome. No, thank you, Matt, for inviting us and for doing this podcast. Uh, I'm a big fan. I appreciate it.